Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipshire, joined by my main man, co-host, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What's going on? What's going on? Man, living the dream, bro. Guys, today we've got a good one. <laughs> All the way from sunny Southern California, uh, Mr. Jaden Smith is joining us. Jaden, what's going on, dude? Woo! I'm excited to be here. Yeah, bro. Excited to have you. Excited to have you. So um, just a, a little quick information. Um, we don't know Jaden too much. So this is going to be an awesome discovery podcast. I I was super impressed when I first met him. Uh, we were a part of a or, or I was actually uh asked to uh to join into kind of a calling group that they were doing where they were uh you know making cold calls and just kind of uh, a, a deal where everyone was streaming at the same time and the synergy there was just incredible you can you could see that people were learning from one another and i just Jaden had his mic unmuted and i heard him having his uh asian outreach conversations i'm like man this guy like he's got the confidence he's got the skill he's got everything like i i just i had so many questions for him um, so I reached out and said, Hey man, love to have you on the show. And Jaden's like, dude, I'm like, I'd love to be on the show, but I got a whole bunch of deals going on right now. So let me wrap these, <laughs> let me wrap these deals up and, and we'll get on the show. And I was like, man, even better. I, I can't wait to hear about them. So Jaden, bro, man, we're, we're excited to have you. And I'd love to uh, just get started a little bit knowing about, you know, your background, you know, where you come from and, and how'd you get into real estate? Yeah. So, um, I started off right out of high school. So I actually graduated when COVID first hit. So like it was, it was March and all of a sudden, like it was probably like a Thursday and, and COVID was just starting. And then they were like, there was rumors of like, Hey, you guys may not um, have school next week. Like you guys are going to like, we'll have a week and then you'll go on a spring break and come back. And everyone's obviously excited senior year. We're like, bet two weeks off. Like that's right. awesome um and so then we so then it's like thursday everyone's saying bye to each other like we'll see you in two weeks we go on break and then there's talks of like hey it's actually gonna be three weeks actually it's gonna be four weeks actually it's another month and you know we may not graduate like who who knows like so oh, end up wow. going through um we did like a drive a drive uh, graduation you drive in you hop out the car get your diploma smile and you get back in the car wow. you drive off and so never saw any of the classmates again uh, but it's cool. And then um, from there, I was just kind of, I was in, um, I was playing soccer at the time. Uh, I was going to go to a local college and play soccer there. Um, and then I had met someone who um, was, I was playing soccer with. It was like a quick, like 5v5 league. And uh, I remember he had like a nice car. And I remember talking to his brother and he's like, oh yeah, like he makes a lot of money. He makes like 30,000 one month. And uh, the next month like he'll blow it all and then he'll make thirty thousand next month and i say what what does this guy do like that's crazy <laughs> um so like as time went on i i got to know him more um and he's like hey i'm actually hiring like would you want to work with me and i was like yeah like at the time i was looking for a job i was just out of high school so like didn't have any money my parents were kind of like hey like are you gonna get a job soon um and so i was like yeah like it'll come like i'm not like i was just waiting right so this opportunity came up, I was so excited, right? He's like, oh yeah, it's my own business, that's super cool. So I go start learning, come to find out it's wholesaling. Um, and so I'm cold calling sellers for like six, seven hours a day. Um, and it's rough obviously with, with um, sellers and 
um, them cussing you out and all the things, especially when you get first started. Cause I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, Hey, sure. do you want to yeah. sell your house? They're like, how much? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll call you back. <laughs> so <laughs> it was rough, but, um, I, I learned, like, I really liked it. And, um, and I feel like with whatever I do, I, I want to be the best at it. And so there's like a few other people in as well, cold calling. And so I was just learning, like watching wholesale hotline, like all the podcasts, like, everything reading negotiation books like how how can i become the best cold caller out of these people um and so it was just learning soaking all the information and i was honestly becoming pretty good um i got three deals um and i was supposed to be making like 10 percent uh i didn't get paid the guy didn't pay me so i left oh wow um, yeah he owed me like seven thousand i believe um so you closed so, the three deals with this person and they didn't yeah. pay you your your cut yeah, so it was it was a long journey, and he kept saying like, hey, so like for example, it was supposed to close in like January um, or December, and he kept saying like, oh, they extended the escrow, and I didn't know because I didn't handle that part of it. I just kind of did the introductory, the follow ups, and then he would get on the phone and get the contract and everything. Uh, and so he was just kind of like saying it kept getting long, um, like extended and all these things. So a few months go by, and I'm like, dang, like I don't know, I'm supposed to be getting paid soon, but. I don't know when it's going to happen. I end up getting really close with the TC um, and we're like friends. And she was like, Hey, I know you've been waiting on a deal. Like what deal was it? <laughs> I told her the address and she looked it up. She's like, that deal closed four months back. And I was wow. like, wow. So um, come to find out whatever he, I think he like gambled it away or something, but I, so I left and I was like, okay, I really enjoy it. I learned a lot and I feel like I can do it on my own. Um, so I started just learning YouTube universities, just doing everything I can. Um, at the time it was direct to seller. So it's expensive. And I was doing like, it was, I was probably spending about a thousand per month. And I don't know how, cause I didn't have a job. So I was just picking up. So I was door dashing, like doing whatever I can to make the money and, and keep going. And, um, and I was very inconsistent because of that. So like I, ha I would have to stop for a week or two and, and start like making money and then go back and so there's a lot of inconsistency which is huge in it um and so eventually uh around july i, I or i started saving up since like may uh, saved up enough for the course the astro course and then joined in july and then from there we just um from there actually i just closed my first three deals last week that's awesome oh, that's awesome let, yeah. Let's go, let's go back to, and, and I don't want to beat a dead horse too much, but let's go back no, yeah. to this, this person who, you know, kind of messed you over or whatever. And we don't have to dive into that, but I feel like most people would have quit at that point. What kept you in the game? I felt that the only way that you can fail is if you quit. And so I was like, look, if I keep going at this, whether it takes two years, five years, 10 years, like the only way really you can classify something as a failure is if you quit because you're done and okay, it's failed. But if I were to keep going, like now, no one's going to look at that um, two years back and say, Oh, this guy failed, but now he's closing like, like, right. You know what I mean? Like that's For not sure. how it works. Like if you keep going and then you finally find success, no one's going to look at your path. They're going to look at your success now. So that was my mindset. Like, Hey, if I quit, that's the only way I can fail. And I know I'm going to make it. Um, and so that's what my mindset was going into it. What have you done in your life or what influences have you had that have helped you at this young age acquire that mindset? Um, I think it was soccer. It was a big part of it. Um, I 
was very self-driven. Um, again, like this mindset, I don't know where exactly it stemmed from, but just wanting to be the best, like on my soccer teams, I wanted to be the best player on the team. I would do the like extra to be the best. I would practice after practice, come home and, and juggle the soccer ball in my, in my garage for two, three hours after practice. I would go on runs by myself, a mile, two miles. Um, and that was also driving, like going on the run and, and being tired and, and like legs hurting and not wanting to finish, but like knowing the feeling after you finish the run, is like such a relief and such a, like, it's like a runner's high, like that yeah. feeling like pushed me. So I think a lot of it stemmed from soccer because that's all I did my whole life. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like team sports are a big thing that that help, um, you know, younger people, you know, develop the habits of sticking with something, you know, and staying yeah. consistent and, and, you know, pushing through the pain. And so um, I, I commend you for for doing that. Okay, so, so, you know, no success, you, you, you've locked up three deals, they didn't pay out, you know, they, they, they played through, but they didn't pay out. Um, and then, May you you decide to get serious, and then July you joined Astro. Um, what happened after you joined Astro? So joined Astro uh, first week of the course, the mindset changed. I always thought like I had a pretty good mindset, but it just changed it right. And so right. Um, that happened. And before that, I was I was switching marketing methods like crazy when I was doing it by myself. I was sell I, everything you can think of. <laughs> Right, SMS, sellers, agents, <laughs> anything. I, I, because I was like, I'm gonna find success. I just don't know right. which way yet. So I was just doing everything if I didn't see it, and I saw it working for other people. So um, August comes, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start taking actions. July, I was just kind of watching the course. Um, August comes, and I'm like, hey, I have like a hundred agents in my in my system um, that I talked to in February because I was doing this in February. So I start calling all of them, and I'm like. Hey, um, it's Jaden. I know you probably forgot who I am. I talked to you about six months ago. I was in and out of country because I left to Brazil twice. I went to Belize. So I was like, hey, I was, I was, I'm back now. I'm, I'm ready for more deals. So I just started calling everyone on the list um, that I've already talked to. And then one time, randomly, I just get a text. I don't even think she answered. I get a text um, and it's just two properties. She's like, hey, where would you be on these? And I'm like, oh, cool. Like the first ones. So I go to... Um, I go to a few people, a few Keegleys, trying to get like the best idea of where the prop, where I should lock it up at. Because these right. ones, I'm, I'm not bad at comping, but these ones were a little bit different. So um, I get like four or five different answers and they're all like, hey, if you can lock them up at this price point, you'll be able to move up, no problem. So I go um, walk the property before I even lock it up um, because that, they're off market and the agent was like, well, let's, let's go see it first. So I go out there. Aaron Riverside, not too far from me. And uh, I go and then I come back with the offer price and they accept it. And so I'm like, let's go. And so this is where, <laughs> this is the, I don't know, I told you I was, I was waiting on these deals to close. These are the two crazy deals. They always say your first deals are the hardest and this one was crazy. So <laughs> I, um, I get them on a contract at where everyone says you can move them. So I believe it was like one at 400, one at 425. Uh, and they're right next to each other. Um, owned by the same owner and um, everyone's like yeah if you can lock one up at like 425 you can sell it for like 450 the other one 400 you can sell it for like 425 430 so there's a good amount of room in there um, I go partner with the uh, Keegley and I bring them the deals They're like okay perfect we'll send them out um, time goes by 
and inspection period's almost over. So I'm like, hey, and we still don't have a buyer. So I go back to the agent and we extend the escrow. Um, time, more time goes by. Uh, there's a lot of cancellation inspections. Buyers don't show up to inspections. Like, so I've gone to the property multiple times without buyers. Um, so now we're supposed to close in three days. It's Thursday, we're supposed to close on Monday. The sellers are moving. You can see them packed up. You can see all this stuff, they're moving to Arizona. And so I get there the last day, the last time we go out there with no buyers there. And the agent, she's like, hey, like we're counting on you. We're, um, we're so thankful that you were able to bring people to the table. And I'm sitting there knowing we don't have buyers, like, yeah, knowing we're supposed to close on Monday. And so um, I get home or so, yeah, I get home and the Keegley guy calls me. He's like, hey, um, we don't have anyone for this one. Like, we're just gonna have to move on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like they, they, everyone's counting on me. Like the sellers are moving. And so I was like, okay. Um, so I hang up the phone and I start making a ton of calls. And I'm like, I need, I post on a Facebook group. I need someone to help me out. Like we need to bring a buyer to the table quick. Um, I connect with someone that I met at a SoCal meetup. And um, he's like, hey, I may have the perfect buyer for this one. And so I'm like, perfect. So um, he, he gets me a response pretty quickly that night. And um, the guy's interested, but he's at a lower price. He's at like 410 and 390. And so I'm like, okay. And so I end up, while I'm making all these calls, I connect with someone else, um, a part of Kiwi from a different franchise. And he coaches me through like, okay, what's the, what's the situation? Let's look at it. Let's start from the beginning. Um, let's comp it out and goes me, walks me through the whole process again. And he's like, well, look at this part, he should have told you that you guys are too high and you guys weren't getting buyers. Like, why didn't he ever bring a price reduction to you? Like what, what's going on here? Sure. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Why didn't he tell me about like, we needed it lower before the inspection? <laughs> yeah, like, you're why right. Why wait? didn't he do that? Screw like, that yeah. guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I'm like, okay. So he walks me through how to talk to the agent, break it down to them and, and, um, basically break down the bad news and let them know like where we need to be at and get a um, price reduction. Um, so we go over like strategizing everything. I called the agent the next day. At this point, like um, there's so much, I felt so much emotion involved. Like the sellers are moving. The agents are counting on me. This agent's a top broker in California and she's super cool. And I know like if obviously with agents, like if you can call the deal with them, like, and they like you, like they'll bring you more business. So I was like, I, I honestly don't care if I make any money. I just want to close the deal. And, Make sure everyone's happy. Like there, I don't know why there was so much emotion involved with it, but that's what I told the other guy I met. He's a dispo agent or a dispo wholesaler. Um, he brought the buyer. So we go. I talk. I talked to the agents. She's upset, of course, and was like, "We're supposed to be closing on Monday. Like this is unacceptable. I can't believe it." And then I calm her down, uh, and I'm like, "Look." Um, I feel you. Like, I understand this is what you're feeling. I felt that before. Um, and this is what I found. I found that if we are just stay the course and, and um, we, no one gives up, we're going to be able to get this to the finish line. And so that calms her down and she's like, okay. So she goes to the listing agent and uh, which is her, she's the broker and it's her listing agent. Who's like one of her top producers. And she tells her um, they agree to the price drop. And so we're like, okay, we're good. The guy can close. He said he can close in 14 days. Uh, we're good to go. Uh, he actually needed 21 days. So I go back there and let her know. She's like, okay, fine. Um, everything's going smoothly. The guy goes and sees the property. He loves it. He loves everything about it. Um, and 20, it's like the 20th day. We're supposed to be closing. 
the docs are in and um, all we're waiting is for the, the buyer to send in his portion and then it'll get funded. No one hears from the buyer that day. Mm. We're like, uh, what's going on? No one hears from sellers are freaking out. Sellers families freaking out. And they're already like packed up, right? At this point, packed up. sleeping and on to the make floor. It even worse, <laughs> so yes, to make it even worse, the, as soon as they got the loan docs back, um, the listing agent's like, hey, you guys are good to go. We're going to close tomorrow. Um, you guys can start heading to Arizona. They, so they're in Arizona. They have to sleep in the U-Haul overnight because no one hears from the buyer that day we're supposed oh, to go. No. And we're like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? Um, I'm getting blown up from the agents. Like, what's going on? Where's the buyer? Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm calling him, no answer, texting him, no answer. Um, later that night, I get a text and he's like, hey, sorry, there's an emergency. Uh, we'll wire the funds uh, tomorrow at 12. I'm like, okay. I call the agents, let them know. And I, and, um, and so cool. So next day comes and I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is text them. Hey, are we still on track? Don't answer. Um, and so finally about 11, um, he answered. He's like, hey, yep, we're still on track to close at, at 12. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I text him at 11.45. Hey, how's it looking? Nothing. 12, nothing. 12.30, nothing. Don't hear from him again. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like there's no way this is happening again. 12.30. So um now so it's obviously the sellers that their property that they're buying in arizona they're waiting on the for the close so that they can sell theirs and move so like it's like a whole chain of things that's waiting on this transaction um so i don't hear from him later that night i finally hear from him again and he's like hey sorry there's an emergency uh, like we couldn't we don't have the funds to pay for our part yet and like can we get till next thursday and i'm like mm -hmm. oh my gosh so i call the agents i tell them um and she's like Yes, that's fine. But as long as he can provide us with a proof of funds, like obviously the funds are coming from somewhere and they'll be there by next Thursday. So if he can provide that for us, whether he's closing on another property or like he sold something or like whatever, and it's going to be there Thursday, let's do it. Let's just get this done. So I call him back. He's like, okay. Um, next morning comes, he texts me, hey, please proceed with the cancellation. I'm like, what? There's oh, no way. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> So I call the agent. Dude, I, my anxiety is like, dude, I know, like, I'm like, oh, I don't oh know how you were handling this. <laughs> like a horror oh film, God. dude. Halloween's crazy. already Gosh. passed, man. Come on now. And then um, I call the agent and they're like, oh my gosh. And so she happened to be walking in the same the room as the listing agent. So they're both on the phone, like on speaker. And she's like, yeah, well, I, I, I assume you don't have anyone else interested. Like you didn't have any more buyers. And I was like, well, I might have someone. And she's like, okay, like, 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 let's do it. Like, we don't want these properties sitting vacant. The property, they're in Arizona. Like, we're going to have to hire security so no one breaks in. Like, all this stuff. The pools, uh, like, we want it to go bad. Like, we need to get this done as soon as possible. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, as long as the agents are on my side, like, and still want it. I, I was so scared that the agents would never want to work with me right. again. But they were, like, on my side. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. And, like, before I hang up the phone, um, the broker that's representing me, she's like, wait, Jaden, like, before you go, like, I had this feeling, like, we're just going to get this done. Like, I was in a bad mood the last few days because of what's going on. But, like, I just woke up in a better mood, and I know we're going to work something out. I'm like, okay, let's go. So I called back the guy who was Dispo Wholesale again. I'm like, hey, we're still on. I know this guy left. The buyer's done, but we need to find another buyer who's cash and can actually close, doesn't need a hard money loan. Um, so we get someone, again, way lower than where we're at now. Now he's coming in at, like, uh, 390 and I think he was at 390 and 400. Oh no, he was at 390 and like 360. 
Um, and so we were under contract at 390 and 400. So now I have to go back and get another price reduction. I come in at 350 and 360. Um, and then they accept. And then we get the guy in. He loves it. And he closes seven days later. Cash. Whew. Yeah. It was Holy a hell. lot. Wow. So much to unpack there. I mean, I, gosh, that's incredible that you, you, you stuck in there one uh, and that your agent was, you know, patient and and cool there and that everything worked in the end. And let let, let me ask you, and then we'll go into more of that, but what were some of the lessons that you learned from that experience that you, you know, took into the future? Like, man, I'm never going to do this again, or man, I'm going to look out for that. What, What did you get out of all that? Yeah, there was a lot to get out of it. There was um, one, like, if I don't have a buyer by the third day of inspection, like, that's when there should be a lot of red flags and, and either talks of a price uh, reduction or or cancellation, like, whatever it may be. So third day, like, there's a lot, because this was my first deal, so I didn't know mm-hmm. the rest of the transaction, right. like, how it works. So there's a lot, uh, making sure escrow and title um, is on the same page and, like, communicating uh, and replying quickly and if not like i have to get on the phone with them and make sure like not wait people aren't waiting on emails because that was adding more days um there's i can't think of a lot right now off the top of my head but communications sure. very key like talking like whatever it is like i try to get on the phone with them instead of waiting for a text or email back um let There's me let lot. me jump in real quick. Uh, for for yeah. anyone who's not watching, for anyone who's listening, Jaden is a young man, right? Like, like I would, I'm so I'm 40. What am I? 42 now. I would look at you. I would think you're somewhere between 18, 22, whatever. When you 20, showed yeah. up at that property, awesome. 20. When you showed up at that at that property to do the walkthrough. Were you concerned at all of, man, you know, this, these people are going to think I'm young and maybe not take me seriously. Walk us through your mindset around that. Yeah, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should have been more like not should have been, but like that could have for sure been a thought that I would have had. Um, but not really. Like I, I, I talked to the agent and like, I can already, I already know, like I sound young. Um, so just on the phone, I think I just had that confidence and she right. wanted to meet. And so I was like, I, I think she already knows I'm young. Um, and so I just kind of dressed the part, like not like super fancy, but like more business casual and sure. walked in confident, kind of knew what I'm talking about. And, um, she loved it. For so sure. let me, let me ask this then. It sounds like the agent knew you were wholesaling the whole time. Was that, was that something that came about because of it was getting dragged on? And so you eventually were open with her then, or were you... Did she kind of have the idea you were a wholesaler right from the get-go and you guys had that conversation extremely early? Um, how did that process look? Yeah, I don't think she knew I was wholesaling it until late, until it started getting dragged out. And so um, I, it was more so towards the end, or no, it was in the beginning when we didn't have a buyer yet, um, when I was working with the original Keegley guy. Um, I don't know if she knew if from the beginning, just because of how young I looked. And I was surprised because she was saying how it's like, she's a top broker and everything. And I was like, I don't know how she doesn't know I'm wholesaling this or like what's going on. But my goal is always to be honest with them anyways. So I was going to tell her anyways. And so once it started getting dragged out, um, we kind of told her, Hey, this is what's going on. Cause they have to be on the same page. Cause if she didn't know that she's like, what's going on, you're supposed to be closing. Like it's your fault. Um, and so I told her along the way and she was super cool with this. She's like, I understand. Like it happens all the time. 
um, I work with that all the time. So she was super cool about it. Do you still have a relationship with that agent? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's strong. I'm actually glad that all this scenario happened because our relationship like became so much stronger. And she like she just brought me two other listings the other day and was like, "Hey, what can you do?" So we're working on those now. But um, yeah, it's it's and she wants to go have lunch. And even I had told her that I got my license, but it's not hung anywhere. And so one of my again, one of my main concerns was like, I just want to keep this relationship with the agent. Um, and she wants me to work with her under her brokerage. Like she wants me like it was it's the relationship between me and her is going to go far for sure. That's phenomenal, bro. I, um, you know, so, so I, I love that you didn't let that thought creep in your head. Like, man, I'm young, I'm inexperienced or whatnot. You went into that meeting with confidence. You didn't even think of the objections. And I, I can understand for, for those of us and those of you who are overthinkers and you may, you know, think of everything that can, can can go wrong before this meeting. I just encourage you to listen to Jaden's story and understand, you know, the big picture, you know, maybe those thoughts could have crept into his head, you know, but they didn't. And that allowed the situation to play out perfectly, you know, and, and maybe something would have come up, but still in the end, you know, when you look back through the mess, there's always some sort of a blessing in there. And like Jaden said, had he not had gone through that whole mess, he wouldn't have had such a tight bond with this uh, agent who's now sending him more and more referrals and he's going to do more deals with this. You know, he, he was open and honest and came through and, uh, and, and he worked his ass off to pull this off. So, uh, kudos to you, man, on being resourceful enough to, to, to figure all this out. And I love that in the beginning, before you did this, um, you took action, you know, and then you went back to the drawing board and learned, and then you went back out and took action. And, and, and uh, an old mentor of mine, uh, Jeff Olson, he used to always say there's, there's learn knowledge and there's activity knowledge and you have to do both. You can't just go all in on one or go all in on the other. You need, you need the balance of both. And so, man, let me ask you this. You, you did something that was really cool. I don't know if anyone caught this. Any of the sales guys that are listening or watching, it may have picked up on this, but you said when you reached back out to the agent, you said, listen, I know how you feel. Here's what I felt. And here's what I found. That is a classic feel, felt, found scenario that, that it's, you know, for, again, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know that, it's a great way to overcome a, a, an objection. So you say, I know how you feel, and you're basically you know, leveling with that person. You're saying, hey, look, we're on the same page. I know how you feel. Um, I felt the same way. So you bring a little you know, humility into this thing, and here's what I found. And so where, where did that come from, man? You felt <laughs> so found. So it actually came from uh, the guy, when I was reaching out and making all those calls, the guy who walked me through and brought, um, and, like, brought everything, like made it more clear on like what was going on. He walked me through the whole process. And when he was trying to, he was coaching me on, on how to go and do the price reduction. He told me that he's like, yes, this is what you do. You say feel felt found and this is how you break it down to her. And so I was like, oh, that's amazing. And so that's where I learned, I learned it from. It's incredible brother. Incredible brother. Jay, Wait, real, real, real quick, how from start to finish on that deal then, cause I'm sitting here as you were talking through it, you're like at 10 days, then seven day extension and then 14 day extension. And then wait, we had to wait another 21 days. So how long from the time you pretty much got that deal to the time it closed? Cause I was sitting there trying to puzzle it all together. I believe it was uh, two months. I think I got on a contract Woo. August 20th and we closed uh, October 25th. Man incredible it was a long process yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I I, I want to like what, what do you what would you consider your superpower to be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I honestly would say um, probably like build being honest with people and building like a personal connection in a sense. Like I don't know, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I feel like. Whenever I'm on the phone with agents or um, originally connecting with them or when they send me a, a property to look at, like, um, I'm able to just be honest with them and, and uh, not like money hungry. Like, I'll call them back. If they send me a deal, I'll call them right back and say, hey, you know what? This one doesn't work for me. This is why. This is where I'm looking at. I'm not the best fit for it. Like, um, but let's stay in touch. Like, let's keep it. And they love that. Like, I, I, I answer quickly um respond back to everything they say so i feel like it's some i don't know like the exact word for it but i feel like that connection there and it builds the rapport rather it, i i stand out more than the other investors who are are more so money hungry and just want the deal if it doesn't work they don't answer and they leave you on red or whatever like i build that personal connection and call them back and really explain to them why it doesn't work i take the time to do it because um, i feel like that's more valuable absolutely yeah in in, in our company tanner and i's company um, we have kind of a mantra in that it's, it's, uh, relationships over the deal, right? So it's yeah. always about the relationship way more so than the deal, never about the deal almost. Cause if you can build that relationship, the, the deals will come, you know, and it sounds right. like that, that's what you said. Your superpower is you're, you're great at building relationships, you know, and not focusing on the outcome. Just, just, Hey, you know, we're on the same team here. Let's see how we can help. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. Exactly. What's, what's the greatest lesson that you've learned so far in your real estate endeavors? Ooh, um, I would say um, the greatest lesson is my faith in, in God and, and throughout the transaction, having that faith there. Like I do this whole transaction, this crazy one, I was really just like relying on him. Like whatever, whatever happens, it's in your will. Like, let it be done. Like if this deal closes, if not, like there's a learning experience here. I learned a ton so far, like whatever happens. So I think just having that faith and, and um, growing that faith and each moment was a test of it. And so um, I feel like that was one of the greatest lessons I've learned. It's just like, whatever happens, it's fine. There's a lot of, you can either learn from it or you obviously you would profit from it, but whether it goes through or not, or there's a relationship that grows out of it, um, there's always something to be taken away from it. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So what would you say then also to, to new wholesalers that may have heard that story right there and that's like an oh crap moment, right? Like maybe they don't have the confidence that you do. Maybe they just don't have, you know, that, like I said, that level of confidence, that level of faith and that kind of stuff. I mean, what's something you could tell someone that after hearing that story that instead of it being almost like a, um, an issue or an almost a reason not to get into the business, what's something you would tell them? Yeah. I mean, I, it's, you're going to learn a lot through this process. I would say reach out to and connect with as many people as you can and, and help have them help you bring you to the next level. Like don't be worried about splitting the profits or only making a percentage of it. Like it's better than nothing at the end of the day and you're learning a ton along the way so bringing in as many people like i reached out to as many people as i can like hey i don't even want to make anything if you make something cool let's just get this deal closed so um and you're gonna learn a ton you're make a great connections you're providing value to other people so like at the end of the day like i would say just bring in as many people as you can and and learn from them and help have them help you along the way yeah i th i think that's 
I think what you said there is important for everyone to understand, which is, and if you go back to the beginning of your story there for that deal, the first thing you said you pretty much did was reach out to Kegley, reach out to other people, right? Like you didn't, you didn't yeah. try to handle everything right away on your own. You were you went straight to other people. You knew, Hey, there's probably not probably there is other people that know what they're doing way more than I do. So like you said, whether I have to split the profits, whether I take uh, make zero dollars on the deal, let, I know I want to bring in someone that can help me get this deal done. So that way I can learn and move on from there. And I think that's important for people to really understand is that even though you're brand new, don't feel like you're on your own. Like you literally went out of your way from the very beginning to reach out to people. And like I said, I think that's a very important lesson. So that's a credit to you for being super resourceful as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge key. And that's why uh, also Astro, like the communities is, that's why I found the value more in the community than his, his course. I mean, just because of the stage I was at, like, I feel like I kind of knew a lot of it already, but um, the community is huge and being able to reach out to people who you know you can trust and who you know, like, ha like is looking out for your best interest is not like, hey, like money hungry, like things like that. Like, you know, you can trust these people. They're all along the same mindset as you. <laughs> So in the beginning, you said you were kind of all over the place, right? Like, like most wholesalers are. You tried a little bit of this, you know, tried cold calling, switched the list up after a week. And then, all right, I'm going to try SMS. Let's do that. Oh, okay. I, I listened to a podcast about mailing and it seems to work. You know, I wonder what this mailing stuff's all about. We all do that. Uh, but eventually you settled on agent outreach, it seems. What, what made you, what led to that transition? Yeah, I think I just... Um like realize like going direct to sellers is like a one-time transaction but building a relationship building win-win scenarios with agents is like something you can build a whole business off of like i feel Absolutely. like direct seller you have to start over after one deal closes right but agents like you can create like you can let them represent you they get paid they they're happy they want to bring you more deals their work like everyone it's like a huge team and i i really um was attracted to the relationship and really building a relationship and networking with other people. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, Jamil says, I would much rather, um, you know, set up nets underneath the banana trees and come around and shake the banana tree every now and again to, to let the bananas fall versus climbing a banana tree to get my banana and coming back down. It's just it's too much work. Yeah. Um, what would you say has been, so, you know, with every pro that there's cons. So obviously working with agents, I mean, it just sounds like a massive win-win, you know, these people already have the properties locked up, you know, they could potentially get more commission if they work with you. Um, you can be their inside person where they're just feeding you deals. What's the downside to working with agents versus direct? Um, yeah, I mean, there's always a downside. I feel like the downside is um, some agents may think that they, they have more experience or know more. And especially if you're newer to the game, it can be scary. Like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to an agent, like they're right. licensed, which there's not too much of a difference once you actually talk to them. So These true. guys are normal people. But um, there's that scare factor. There's people who, oh, I've been in the business for 45 years and I know everything about the market and <laughs> this property is oh, yeah. priced right. So being you have to be able to... Um, not cause too much friction um going back to super i feel like that's one of it. it's not being able to, like i'm able to like hey if they're like oh yeah there's no this property's for sure five hundred thousand dollars that's what it's worth right now like you should buy it at 500 like i'm able to kind of swerve oh that's awesome like i, I that's cool i i agree with you um but for me it just doesn't work there right and so i'm able to kind of move around that but um yeah i would say there's there's a lot of uh there's not too much but i mean <laughs> 
price points, there's a lot of uh, friction there that can be there, like with the agents thinking they know more. Um, there's also, you're not directly to the seller. So negotiating with the seller is different. Um, you can use all your tactics. Hey, like what exactly is going on? But there's kind of a wall with the agent. Like it's right. the agent, the agent has to go to the seller. Um, so it's a little bit different there. There's more competition per se, um, because if they are on market, you're getting a ton of people seeing them already, a ton of calls. They may have investors they already work with. Um, I would say those are a few of the downfalls. Got you. Got you. Th thanks for shedding a little light on those. You know, I, I don't want to talk too uh, negative, uh, but I just want to bring some, some, you know, uh, little reality into the situation. So people don't go into yeah. agent outreach, you know, just seeing all the stars and the glitz, you know, cause it, you know, every, every, every level has its own challenge. Um, but for us, you know, agent outreach is definitely uh, the a great way to, to acquire properties and, and to build relationships. So when you, when you started, what were your goals then versus your goals now? Um, when I started, I was, um, well, obviously I was, I was direct to seller. So I was trying to do, uh, I was, I wanted to have a team under me kind of where I started, really started. Like there's a guy, he paid for all the marketing and he had four or five cold callers under him. And then um, he would make percentage of each person's deal. Um, and so that was kind of my goal. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome. This is the best way to do it, right? I didn't know anything else. Now, my uh, goal is to um, close probably about because at this time, like working with sellers, this was not even like I didn't think it was even possible, but I want to close like three to five a month. This is my short term goal now, like three to five a month, um, continue to build a relationship with agents. Uh, I honestly, for now, I don't need really to hire anyone yet because until I'm probably at that three to five mark, maybe even more. Um, because it's kind of like agents are, are on your team and they're doing the outreach. Sure. It's almost like I'm hiring the agents. Um, right. uh, so those are my goals now compared to what they were in the past. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So you mentioned your short-term goals though. Um, I mean, what is, what's your long-term goals? I mean, do you want to build this out? Like, I know you said you want to hire people just now is not the right time, but I mean, do you want to expand out of California? Do you want to stay, you know, do you only want to focus in California? Like, what's that look yeah. like for you? Um, for now, I would say long-term, um, for sure. I, I would love to be all over the country. I, I really love just the Keegley model and, and what Jamil has done with it. And so, um, building a buyer's list, cause I've been partnering with other people and, and bringing in buyers. So, um, building a huge buyer's list, which is what I'm working on probably in the next few months, um, as we go along here. And then just being able to, to, um, also, I kind of want to have a YouTube channel or a podcast. Not, I don't know yet how I feel about it, but, What's up, man? Um, <laughs> Let's go. and so, um, being able to just to collaborate with other wholesalers and, and provide value to them as well as, as I'm learning and being able to JV with other people. Um, so being that sort of resource is, is a goal of mine and um, helping other people out. And yeah. Phenomenal. It's Phenomenal. Awesome. Well, Jaden, brother, I mean, as we land this plane, I just, I, I really, 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 really want to tell you how grateful we are for your time and, and for sharing those crazy stories with us, bro. I, I cannot wait to have you back on to, to hear updates on, you know, what life is like for you now. Cause obviously you have a, an amazing future ahead of you and uh, you're going to do some amazing things, some more amazing things. But uh, it, it, as we leave, I want to ask you kind of a big 
philosophical question. Um, but as a 20 year old man, um, who's, who's brought tremendous value into this thing, what is your message to the world? What's, what's the one thing that, that Jaden, if you had a platform to stand and say this to everyone, it could be real estate related. It doesn't have to be, but what's your message to the world, man? What do you want? What do you want the world to know? I would say, um, do what you love. I mean, I know this is basic, but do what you love, what makes you happy in life. And, um, and, and don't quit. Like, don't worry about what other people are saying about you. And, and, and uh, the mom, I mean, when I was doing this, like for two years, almost two years straight without making any money, like I was obviously like, people were like, when are you going to get a job? Like, what's going on? Like, when are you going to get a real job? Um, and so I would say just don't quit. Like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Do what makes you happy. And, and yeah, it'll pay off in the end. Phenomenal. Brother, how, how can people, you know, get in touch with you? What markets are you in? How, how can people work with Jaden Smith? Yeah, I'm in um, all of SoCal, really, um, from LA to San Diego. Um, you can reach me in my personal cell. It's at 909-329-0482. So reach out if you need any help along the way, if you need buyers, if you need have you just have any questions about what to do in, in certain processes or certain stages that you're in or how to comp, whatever you can reach out. And I'd love to help you. Phenomenal brother. Well, we're going to have all that info in the show notes for you guys. Uh, the show notes, the description, if you're watching on YouTube. So Jalen or Jaden, excuse me again, brother, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we definitely look forward to, to having you on another episode. Uh, and until then take care, brother. Yeah, you're a beast, bro. Thank you guys. I appreciate it for sure. Everything. Absolutely, guys. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. See you. What up, guys? Thank you for watching or listening to another episode. And look, here's the deal. If you got value out of today's episode, we kindly ask that you subscribe and like and get this bad boy going. And look, if you're in Florida, we're in Florida. That's our marketplace. And we want to help your deals get to the finish line. So if you got any deals that need help with Dispo, send us an email. We're at deals at unwindinvestments.com. You can also submit it via our property submission form online at unwindinvestments.com slash deals. And guys, we want you to be the next guest on our show. So get out there and hustle and grind and let's get to work. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.